Today on Hey Sis, Eat This, everyone and their mamas are at the massive antique fair in Round Top, Texas, including Whitney and our very own Mama Ashley. However, after her antiquing spree, Mama Ashley stopped at her infamous butcher in Brenham, Texas to buy even more meat for her already jam-packed three freezers at home. Then we welcome the sweetest corn-fed Midwestern brothers you'll ever meet, Kyle, Alex, and Jordan Rosh, who share with us what it was like growing up on a farm in the small town of Illinois with the spicy and flavorful Mama Chichi. You'll learn how to eat taco soup Rosh style, how to decorate your camper for summer, and even how to scam your entire neighborhood into an amusement park. There was never a dull moment with Mama Chichi at the helm, so crack open a Zima, turn that crock pot on high, because this is one interview you won't want to miss. Grab your fork and grab your knife, morning, afternoon, and night, Mama's recipe and mine, we're about to have a good time, hey sis, eat this, hey sis, eat this, woohoo! Hey sis. Hey sis. Look at you. You're not in your normal office. In my in my normal closet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I am in Lexington, Texas. Lexington, Texas. Which is like a map dot. And I'm here with a group of girls and we are going to Round Top. Yeah. Lucky you. I mean, is it lucky me? Yeah. It's lucky you. I kind of got roped into this because... The girls that I'm with are just so much fun and I love them so much, but I just am not that excited about the antique part of it because when mama Ashley goes, she's like, well, I mean, I just got 15 new antique forks and I'm like, yeah, really? Do you need 15 more antique forks? She doesn't. She definitely doesn't. (laughs) But you also, I think there's, I think they cater to different age groups. So yes, there is the whole antique portion, but there's also really cool artisans. And I was talking to mom while she was there last week, because I want, I'm looking for vases that are, you know, I, I don't want any more clear vases. I want, you know, some really cool, unique, vintage looking, um, vases that I can put flowers in around my house. And she found these amazing, well, she called me from one of the places that was a ceramic studio and they have all this really cool stuff, but she'd been drinking at the, the bar tent. I think because <laughs> she's like, I don't think I should have had that cocktail. Cause she was trying to FaceTime me, but she was like, not FaceTiming me. It was like the ground. And she's like, see how pretty it is. And I was like, oh my God, mom, mom, I can't see. I can't see. What? And so it was like this whole like FaceTime debacle. Um, yeah. And so there's a lot of fun to be had at Round Top. And um, she also bought me these really cool brass swans that she she's FaceTiming me. me. Oh my God. And so I called her yesterday and she's like, well, I think I'm going to keep those swans. I was like, mom, I texted you 30 times. Go back and get the swans, get the swans, get the swans. I'm dying for those swans. They're the coolest like swan vases. And she's like, I know, but I love them. They look so good on my dining room table. I'm like, those are my fucking swans. Like, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to get those swans come hell or high water. If she doesn't bring them out to me for Christmas, I'm going to snake them when I go back to Dallas. Oh my God. That is so funny. 
Well, you'll have some good food while you're there. I'm sure there's probably lots of cool like food trucks and stuff at Round Top. I think so. Well, speaking of food, so Mama Ashley calls me on her way home from Round Top and said, so um, I'm about 50 minutes outside of Dallas and I stopped at Branham's Meat Market. Oh, the meat market. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the meat market in Branham. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. And she said, I just wondering if can I just keep some of this meat in your freezer? Oh, no. She had the audacity to ask if she could put it in your freezer. How many times have we publicly talked about this on the podcast that she's no longer allowed to use other neighbors freezers for her meat, her meat storage? Yeah. So she's like, I ate just for one night. Oh, my God. She said, I realize now I do need to go clean out some of my freezers. And so I'm going to go clean them out and then I'll come back and I'll get the meat tomorrow. I'm like, okay. I mean, we did the great freezer audit a few months ago and she had plenty of ribeyes and things in there. Mm -mm. So, well, she stocked up again. And so I don't know if my back freezer is stuffed with meat or not. You know what I would do? I would just use the meat that she put in there and either A, she probably won't remember what she put in there. B, you know, you're like, well, this is the fee that you pay to use right. to rent my my freezer storage because I'm just going to eat this. We're going to eat this tenderloin. It's going to cost you two ribeyes and a slab of bacon. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, on the topic of food, I was, we went to this restaurant last night called Birdie G's. It's I love like that they, place. It, yeah, it's so good. They make all this like, take on Jewish food. So they have matzo ball soup and they have, you know, all these different Jewish dishes, but they're really gourmet and cool. Anyway, I got a Caesar salad and you know what they do, Whitney? I think we're going to have to steal this. What? They put fried capers on the Caesar. And so, you know, in our Caesar dressing, we have fried, we have regular capers chopped up. Right. I think we might need to start adding a few fried capers on top. I love this idea. It really was nice. Well, my lemon pasta has that fried capers. I know. We love a fried caper in some of our stuff. It's a nice crunch to it. Mm -hmm. There's a crunch and that saltiness goes really well with the sort of anchovy umami flavor of the salad. And I just was into it big time. Love this idea. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to talk about your Halloween party this weekend. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was epic. I think it might have been even better than last year. It was the geriatric Halloween, one foot in the grave. And I had the drag queen from last year who kicked off karaoke, Darlin Clementine. Go and follow her on Instagram and TikTok. I called her and said, do you have anybody that does prosthetics? And Patrick said, I do. Patrick's a drag queen by day. Patrick said he does prosthetics and that he could come and do it. So my vision was to come as Mr. Six from the Six Flags commercials back in the day. Oh, cute. Yes, I know. Yeah, exactly. So I went to the costume store. I got ears. I got a nose. I got a bald cap. So he literally transformed me into Mr. Six. It was hilarious. People really went all out and there were some great costumes. I'm going to post some stuff on it. You know, we had Mama Ashley do bingo and Dwight do the spinning of the balls. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was a really tiny, tiny ball set. (laughs) Not something (laughs) you want to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
so hard to work with small balls, you know? Yes. And so Dwight could like barely read the numbers and the letters. And it was so funny. So nobody could get bingo because it was probably, he was probably calling numbers that didn't even exist. Well, mama was calling them and I put together a whole list because when you go to drag bingo, drag queen bingo, they'll be like B5 as in ball sack five. Yeah. So I wanted to make it geriatric. So dad and I collabed and put together a whole list of things for mama Ashley to say. She's like, B15 as in Bunyan 15. (laughs) (laughs) Was she laughing or did she keep it serious? She she's pretty serious. It was like, I, I 13 as in, I have lost my eyesight. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's great. It was awesome. When I talked to her yesterday, she said that she and Aunt Karen were up until 4.30 in the morning. Yes. Partying. They didn't yeah. leave my house till 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. And she's, well, we just got home. We started talking. And next thing I know, I looked down. I said, oh, my God, it's 4.30. I got to go to bed. I'm like 4.30. I can't even remember the last time I stayed up till 4.30. Well, I did stay up till 4 that night cleaning. And I said, hell, if I'd have known that y'all were up giggling, I would have put your asses to work at my house. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, I didn't get to make any of the mashed potato bars or any of the soft food I had planned because I just didn't have the time. I had Campisi's, Amber Campisi, one of my good friends, owns Campisi's restaurant, which is infamous here in Dallas. And so I had them cater it and it was perfect because I just couldn't pull it off. So sometimes, you know, you don't have to do it all. No, you don't. You can still make an incredible party without doing it all yourself. Absolutely. Whitney, I do want to take a minute, though, to talk about something a little more serious for a moment. And I know we don't do that very often on this podcast, but it has something's been weighing very heavy on my mind and my heart. And I feel like that I have a responsibility to talk about Israel and what's going on right now in the Middle East. Um, You know, I converted to Judaism, as you know, and I'm raising my children Jewish. And so obviously I'm very disturbed by what's happening. I think we all are. Yeah. And this conflict has affected my family and my community. And um, I've been struggling a lot with whether or not to post anything or say anything, because no matter what I say or we say, it's going to incite some sort of divisiveness. And I don't want to do that to an already very fractured world. Um, So I truly want to be a messenger of peace with everything that I do, no matter what my opinion is on this situation. I know that speaking publicly about it will only divide people more. So having said that, I think that um, I know in my heart that there will never be any peace in that region if we continue to allow a terrorist organization to exist and control innocent people. And if you are for um, peace in this world, you can't be for Hamas. Um, And I know that there is so little that I can do that you can do in this situation But what I'm committed to doing, and I'm doing this, and I encourage anyone listening to do the same, and that is to really just look deep inside yourself and take a moment every day, if you can, to be quiet and gather your thoughts and center yourself and get in touch with that inner guidance that lives within all of us. And then 
when you go out into the world and you interact with your children and your spouse and your community, you are centered and grounded and you can be a person that emanates peace and calm because that is what the world needs right now. They need to feel peace and they need to feel calm because there's too much chaos and too much noise and hysteria created by the news media and social media. And I think if you take a moment to get away from all that external noise that's telling you how to think and you really try to connect to whatever that loving calmness is, your inner guidance that's inside of you, I think you can go out into the world and and be a beacon of peace and light and hope. And that's what we need in this world. So that's my statement. I'm sorry if I offended you, but I think that we need to start healing ourselves as human beings before we can help heal the world. I think that's a really wonderful, powerful message. Thank you for that. And thank you for sharing. I know we've both been talking a lot about it and how we wanted to approach what's happening. And I I think you did a great job. Thank you. We have to switch back to laughter and fun. Let's get into these boys, these bros that we have coming up that are the funniest, sweetest, most fun. Yes. The Rash Brothers and their Mama Chichi. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can't wait. One of the reasons we invited these siblings to be on the podcast, aside from their wonderful mom, is that they have a family cookbook that uh, the mother is one of seven siblings and they all put in family recipes, aunts, uncles, you know, I think there's some friends in there too. And it's curated and it's got little quotes and a family tree in the front. It's so adorable. And Jordan gave Whitney and I each one. So it's awesome. And there's really some fun recipes in there. And we make one with Jordan after the podcast he stayed and we made uh, the, the famous taco soup that they make every Halloween. And you'll hear all about that. Well, let's do it. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. I am excited to be sitting here with three brothers that I've I've never met. I have no idea who they are. I don't know how you got them onto this podcast, but I'm excited to talk to them. <laughs> I am too. I've I've kind of been stalking one of the brothers for a while. Okay. He was a, a doctor at the physical therapist company that I was going to. And I told him all about the podcast. Like I would pimp out the podcast at PT. Yeah. Well, that's good. She pimps it everywhere. I do. That's good. So Anyway, he uh, he started listening. He was very nice, big podcaster listener himself. Then he just would chime in, oh, that story was so funny. And oh, my mom does this. And I was like, really? Do you have any siblings? And it turns out he does. Oh, so, so I wrangled them to get on the podcast today. We did. And I have to welcome Alex, Kyle, and Jordan to Hey Sis Eat This and say thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Especially Alex, who was out till 4 a.m. at a wedding, passed out in a tuxedo <laughs> and uh, made it back. All, drove all the, How many hours did you drive back to get to this? Oh, just one. Okay, but still. Yeah. Still you rallied. Yes, definitely rallied. That's what we like to call a, is that a bootin' rally? Mm, it depends on if you vomited. Oh, was there vomit involved in the wedding last night? No, but a bridesmaid this morning. Okay, that counts. <laughs> That's really par for the course. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, welcome to the show. And I want to know, because I don't know you, uh, I want to hear a little bit about you and how uh, you grew up. So Jordan, you want to start and tell us a little bit about you guys? 
Yeah, so I'm the youngest of the three of us, okay. and my mom, or our mom, is the oldest of seven. Oh, wow. And we grew up in this small town in southern Illinois called Mascuda, which oh, that's a no great one name. has ever heard of or could pronounce. <laughs> but it was very, very small. There was one stoplight, and my family lived the furthest east, I believe, and her youngest brother lived the furthest west, and there was about five minutes between Oh my God. all seven. Wow, wow. So we grew up in this very small town, very close-knit. Like I couldn't walk from one end to the other without having an aunt or uncle pick me up and take me wherever I was going because they would just happen to drive by. (laughs) That's incredible. Every Sunday we would go out to the farm and our grandma would cook dinner for all of us. There's about 30 to 35 of us that would be there. And she's blind. And she would do all of this in her kitchen as long as she was at her place. She knew what she was doing. She knew where everything was. Um, And she would do it every week. That's amazing. You're all so close in age. So were you all really tight growing up? It's like kind of weird because I joke to people. I'm like, I am the oldest, but like, I don't remember ever not having siblings Mm -hmm. because we were so close, like three under three. That's really close. So I'm like, I don't ever feel necessarily, even though I may have been born first, that I have all the attributes of maybe the oldest child all the time. We were really close in age, but he was definitely the one testing the waters with everything. Oh, right? okay. Can I sneak out? Leading the oh, charge. Yeah. Can I spray paint something in my bedroom on mm. the carpet <laughs> Oh, without my parents finding out? Um, just stuff like that. So he definitely paved the way for us to get through a little bit easier. Such a pioneer, yes. Alex. Taking one for the team. Yeah, you guys could do whatever you want after I did everything. Oh, my God. Wait, so y'all are close in age, but what is the age difference between the three of you? I'm the middle child. Alex is 13 months older than me, and Jordan is 23 months younger than me. Oh, wow. You guys are toy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's so cute. Everyone used to think we were triplets growing up. (laughs) I can see that. I bet they did. And there's this wonderful picture of us from Easter all wearing essentially the same thing, and we just look like carbon copies of each other. Our mom would dress us. She'd get us the same shirt, but we'd each be in different colors. (laughs) Or we'd all get a sweater vest, but it'd each have a different pattern on it, but they'd all be brown. <laughs> like one had a bunny and one had like yeah. a chick or something like that. That's hilarious. Because we joke that uh, Jordan's real name is Jordan, <laughs> and she starts to say, Ka, I mean, Jordan, <laughs> all the time. Never once has my name came out as just Jordan. It's always been Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. <laughs> Or Alex, whichever one you are, get over here. (laughs) Okay, so we've mentioned your mom, Mama Chichi is the nickname. So her yeah, her name's Cheryl, but our (laughs) oldest cousin. My notes say Chichi, so I that's correct. Yeah, you're right. Her name is Cheryl, but our oldest cousin, so there's 17 grandkids, and Kayla was the first. She couldn't pronounce Cheryl. Okay. And so it just started coming out as like Chi-Chi. Uh-huh. And so it just stuck. It's and cute. so she's had some variations of it. Like Chi-Chi is the main one, or just Cheech, a lot of people call her. So like our friends <laughs> yeah. don't call her Cheryl or Mrs. Rosh. It's Chi-Chi. Well, she told him the first time she met him, my name's Cheech. He called me Cheech. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. So tell us a little bit about her, Alex. About Chi-Chi. So Chi-Chi and I, I think, are cut definitely from, like, we are carbon copies pretty much of each other, which I don't know if that's good or bad. But <laughs> when she walks in a room, she's like, 
everybody, I'm here. How are you doing? Oh, there's this person. There's that person. I got to go talk to them. Hold on. There's that. Alex, have you seen this person? You know, she's always talking. And even now we'll go home and she's like, I'm just going to make up a name, but she's like, so the freshman walked into the high school. His name is John Stewart. Do you remember John Stewart? I said, mom, I'm 30. I don't know this 15 year old kid. Like, I don't know who you're talking about, but she like is just, you think she was a politician, but she's not. She drinks too much for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our mom does the same thing to us all the time. Like, do you remember so-and-so from church? No, mom, I don't. No, you do. You were in grade school and then um, Sunday school. She was your Sunday school teacher. Yeah. And we're like, "Mm, okay, so keep keep going, mama. And then her nickname is the mayor Mm -hmm. because- whether it's at church, whether it's at Mi Casina for Friday night dinners, she running into someone. Uh-huh. Always a stop and chat. It would be that way it, on vacation. I remember we were in the elevator, I think at Disney World or something. My mom looks at this person. She goes, where are you from? <laughs> They're like, Southern Illinois. Where in Southern Illinois? <laughs> she knew that they were someone's second cousin, oh blah, 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 God. and talked their ear off in the elevator. She just finds them. She wasn't the best example of stranger danger because she <laughs> right. just talked to everybody. <laughs> she doesn't have, she she never got that like, uh-oh feeling inside right. of her stomach. Where yeah, she, I don't you know, know if she ever met a stranger. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so cool though. Kyle, can you add anything besides social? that we know Chi-Chi is. Any other attributes to contribute to her? She acts like she's a goody two-shoes sometimes, <laughs> but um, if you have some stories from her past, you'd think otherwise. So Ooh. being the oldest, she had her car, and so like all her siblings must have still been in grade school at this point. Um, so she cut class, and... <laughs> Her ki- her siblings are going on the bus one way, and they see my mom in her car going the opposite way of school. <laughs> That's hilarious. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, smoking a cigarette. And um, just, like, growing up on a farm and stuff, it was like, okay, Cheryl, like, go pick up the farmhand and, like, bring him back here so we can, um, like, get him lunch or something. So she went to go pick up this guy. And she's smoking a cigarette and her parents didn't know she smoked, I don't think. And she went to throw the cigarette out of the side of the window oh boy. and it came back, went around <laughs> yeah. into the back seat, lit her back seat on fire. Oh my God. She found a Hardy's cup in the creek and she had to put it out that way, <laughs> drove past the farmhand and then had to turn back around and like, I think she had to like go to her friend or something and get reupholstered without her parents knowing. Oh my gosh. Well, that's the beauty of a small town, I guess. Yeah. You can be like, call up Jim the upholster and have him come meet me at the stop sign. <laughs> How'd you pay for that? I wonder. Lord only knows. We don't ask questions like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did Mama Chi Chi work outside the house? She does a little bit of everything. Yes. She yeah. was a school bus driver. She was a high school secretary. secretary. Yeah, yeah. A mail lady. Like a U.S. Postal Service? Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Yeah. They like would contract people out. She would do it in her van. Uh-huh. Um, and the best thing ever is 
one day she got a little too close to a mailbox. And so the van just got a nice pinstripe <laughs> all the way down from <laughs> somebody's mailbox. It wasn't just one day. A lot of the time. So she's sitting in between the seats because the mail's on the other side. Right. So she would be driving with her left hand reaching across the passenger seat with her right hand in her own personal car in her own 98 astro van minivan oh my God. 92 oh, astro oh, 92. 92 but she yeah, would flip the mailbox lid close yeah. and start to drive off and it would fall open oh. and then just scratch the oh side of the van that happened more than one time but oh yes God. i'm also Probably. assuming she got a little too close a few that times that is hilarious so she sounds social she sounds resourceful was that also applicable at the dinner table. I think it was kind of come get some food. Yeah. Sit, sit wherever type right. thing. Like right. dinner's ready. We were always at like the kitchen counter. Yeah. yeah. Like we had an island in our kitchen and we sat there. Right. But we had like a dinner table next to it. But we always were at the counter. Oh, I love that. We had our seats. So mu- much yeah. more casual. Yeah. Very casual. Right. I would think that she'd have to prepare a lot of food for three Midwestern farm boys. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You made a lot of like slow cooker meals a lot. Okay. So she put stuff in the uh, like crock pot and then be all day. And it was literally like meat and probably some gravy and that's it. And then she'd get home and she'd mash the potatoes. We always have mashed potatoes and then green beans or something ready to go. Sounds like the Midwest staple. Yeah. Our mother was not the best cook. Oh, she wasn't. The best no. Cook. Um, she could follow a recipe. But I really don't think she liked cooking. Mm. She'll probably disagree with that. I mean, like, I can't think of anything, like, special that our mom made. Well, like, taco soup. Was taco soup your favorite? I love taco soup. But I just remember she would host, we would always have Halloween at our house every time. And also Kyle's birthday is very close to uh, Halloween. It's on October 23rd. And so she would, everyone would come over, all 30 plus people, because everyone trick or treat at our house. And she would have the taco soup going like about halfway through the day, and the house would just smell like taco soup. And I just like that was when we would get taco soup, Halloween. I just recently found out so growing up in the Midwest, we always, with our taco soup and chili, we would always have peanut butter and like bread sitting there too. So you would just get yourself a bowl of chili, bowl of taco soup, and you would lather up some peanut butter on a piece of bread and you would dunk it into your soup and eat it. I would, I found out that this is a little more bizarre, but I would take a piece of bread with peanut butter and put it in the bottom of my bowl. What? And then put the chili or taco soup on top of it and then eat from there. I'm a dunker personally. I like to have my peanut butter on the side. Jordan's a weirdo and he puts (laughs) this at the bottom. And then I have a cousin that will get the bowl of soup, make the sandwich and then he puts the sandwich on top and then mashes it into the chili or taco soup. So he kind of treats it like a pot pie where he like puts the bread. Yeah, I don't know. What does Alex do? I, this is an oldest child quality, but I'm all very like neat eater. Mm-hmm. So I'm with Kyle. I have like my soup and then I make nice little sandwiches, mm-hmm. half sandwiches to dip. Wait, okay. All right. We got to just pause. We got to break this down. I mean, I understand, you know, maybe like with taco soup, you make um, cornbread with butter, you know, or even it's some Texas toast with some butter on it, but peanut butter on just white bread, not toasted. And then what is that? Is that, is this a flavor profile we're missing taco soup and peanut butter together? Have we stumbled across something great? I say give it a try. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, we we are going to give it a try because 
another reason that brought Jordan and I together, and I wanted to have him on the podcast so badly, is that y'all have a family cookbook. Jordan is so amazing. He brought me one with like dog eared and like has specific notes on specific recipes. And then he brought one for my sister, Courtney and mama Ashley. And Whitney's obsessed with this cookbook. It's amazing. I mean, like I read it cover to cover several times. It's a very interesting cookbook. There are some things in there. I'm like, someone just wanted their name in this cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the yeah. recipe that they added. <laughs> But what we wanted to do with Jordan today was have him over, at, you know, obviously to record the podcast, but then to join us to cook one of y'all's family recipes with Mom Ashley. So we're going to be making taco soup after this. It's awesome. Get your peanut butter. I think we have to try that. I think that's just so weird that we're going to have to try that. We're going to have to. I had no idea that it wasn't a common thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are some very funny lines from this cookbook. Did you see the grandma's lasagna recipe? That is my favorite. Tell them what that is, Jordan. So it says the ingredients are one husband, Sam's Club, and a car. <laughs> and so it says have husband drive to Sam's Club and get a lasagna, put it in the oven according to instructions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And it quotes Stouffer's. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. It's so cute. I want to talk about these family gatherings that you mentioned at your grandmother's house on, what was it, Sundays yeah. and every Sunday, and there were a gazillion people. Tell us about that. That sounds like a really cool tradition. Yeah, sure. So I honestly have no idea when it started, how it started. I was kind of in the middle of the pack of all the grandkids. Um, and so I just remember every Sunday, there would be, we would go to the church um, where we all went to school. <laughs> and then after that, all 30 to 35 of us would go to McDonald's. And we would take over McDonald's. <laughs> and then from there, about, I would say like six to eight grandkids would beg to go home with grandma and grandpa. Like, can car. you just take us to the farm already? Can we yeah. go out to the farm? And then we would get out there around like two o'clock. And I would say 90% of the time, all of us were there. Mm -hmm. um, so it was upwards of 30 people every Sunday. And my grandma's just in the kitchen cooking for all of us. Just stay out of her way. You don't want her to bump into you. Well, yeah, she's blind. Yeah, I know. You don't want to become an obstacle in her kitchen. <laughs> Did you ever get put to work when you were out there or was it just fun and games on Sunday? I actually thought about this. Um, so like the corn that they grow in the field in the Midwest, that's for like feed and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it gets like ground up. Mm -hmm. But my grandpa would have his own garden. So like a, a, I wouldn't say a normal size garden. It was still pretty big. And they would do sweet corn and it could be a random Tuesday. It's sweet corn day. We got to go out. Like they're already pulling the corn off the stalks and we'd all go out there and we'd have to shuck the corn. We would um, clean the corn. Then somebody would cut the corn um, and then another person would cook it with sugar and then we'd bag it oh, wow. and freeze it. Oh. Yeah, back to this the whole assembly line thing. Like yeah. everyone had their roles. Yeah. Someone was out there it's picking cool. it. Someone yeah. was shucking it. Someone was cleaning it. Someone was Where cooking did, it. Why does the sugar come in? Is that a preservative? Sweet corn. Oh, sweet so, yeah, corn, of partly, course. Yeah, yeah, it's partly that. So then they put enough sugar in there so that that was another thing my mom used to do. She would say, I'll just go down and get a or go to the freezer and get a bag of sweet corn for dinner tonight. So then it'd sit. And then by the time it was ready, she was cooking it on the stove and we had sweet corn that we made in springtime. Oh, that's at, awesome. You know, in the winter. So yeah, it was like a delicacy. Like yeah. corn is ruined for so me. 
Yeah. Because that sweet corn was so good. I oh, hate I'm like sure. just getting regular corn now. I'm like, this isn't right. The farm. Oh, corn. yeah. This I don't right. eat canned corn. I can't. I can't yeah. eat canned corn. That has to be sweet corn. Well, the taco soup calls for canned corn. What are we going to do? Oh, you're going to use canned corn. <laughs> That'll have to suffice. Any family vacations that come to mind that like any summer trips that you guys took? I know we would go camping all the time. Oh, oh with yeah. like tents that you set up and stuff. Oh God, no! Our mom was a glamper, not <laughs> a camper. Sorry, <laughs> we go glamping. We started with a pop-up camper, which yeah. is you yeah. got to crank it up, raise it up, and all of a sudden now I think they have like a thirty-foot camper. Oh yeah. Um, oh. So it's evolved over the the years, but my mom loved glamping so much that it would be time to like, okay, school's starting. We got to get back home so we can go to school. (laughs) She's like, well, I'll just drive you from the campground. It's only a 45 minute drive. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, mom, well, I'm not really a morning person. So I don't want to get up. I don't want to do that. She made friends with the people who hosted the campground too. And so you couldn't technically like stay there more than two weeks, but she would go from one campsite for two weeks. Then she just moved to another campsite for two weeks and she just stayed there all summer long, basically camping sometimes. Oh my God. It was a lot of fun, but my mom didn't just like put the camper there. It was like an hour and a half to two hours of setting up all of her decorations. Decorations? (laughs) Summer decorations? She would have her flags out and her carpet and her tablecloths and her little tire cover and her bucket (laughs) lights. The lights that would hang up. Yes. She had like six to seven different types of string lights. So my little campers or smiley faces or jalapenos. (laughs) And the worst part was, is when we would move every two weeks from campsite to campsite, we'd have to pack it all up. Right. And then it's not, she never made it simple. She, but that's just what she loved to do was like make her campsite her own thing that is so cute it was hell (laughs) (laughs) no but that was her passion oh yeah and y'all remember it like it was yesterday well listen that's probably why she made so many friends at the campground i want to go to the cute camper if i'm you know out there camping i want to go to the woman with the jalapeno lights you know Yeah. Yeah. yeah she made plenty of friends out there too oh yeah what, would she cook dinners there and on the fire pit and stuff? What was that like, the food? I'm trying to remember. She was, I mean, my, our mom was the slow cooker queen. Yeah. So she always had a crock pot going, but we had a boat too. Oh, fine. So they got like a, yeah. So we would always do sandwiches on the boat, but then everything would be slow cooking. And then when we would get back, it would just like pull everything off, ready to go. We could just eat right away. Right. But I mean, we are such like a meat and potato family. Yeah. It was literally like pork steaks, mashed potatoes, and green beans yeah. again, <laughs> carrots, all this stuff. But everything was always like in a slow cooker, ready to go. So when she got back and we had to carry her up because she <laughs> might have had one too many Zimas at the time. <laughs> Good for her. I can't tell you how many times our mother jumped into the lake with her phone in her bra or her oh, no. swimsuit top. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Larry, get my phone every single <laughs> get time. The back. Of rice. <laughs> yeah. She was also very strategic with the friends that she would make at the campground because mm-hmm. a lot of times she found the people that could cook. Oh, smart. And, yeah. And she's like, I'll bring the potato salad and the sweet corn. She was yeah. a side queen too. So she oh, would. the side yeah. queen. Yeah. And then we would just find the people who knew how to cook the meat. That's smart. She's uh, bartering out there. Start being the side queen. So that just <laughs> takes a lot of pressure off having to really produce the whole meal. Yeah, and, sh- and she's still able to drink. 
think you're finding that our mom brings the flavor, maybe not with food, but with her personality. Oh, That's where she really shines. Yes. <laughs> that is so sweet. She's the spice queen, it sounds like. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> spice and girl. she's spicy. Whitney, I think this is another mom that we want to party with. Yes. Oh, she would love that. Yeah. It sounds like your mom was really creative and inventive. Mm-hmm. Did that ever play into any of the road trips or stuff that you guys went on? So we would go to um, Santa Claus, Indiana. <laughs> That's a place? Yes. It's Christmas year round. You can send a um, letter to Santa and Santa will send you a letter back. Oh. You go to their post office. I thought he lived in the North Pole. (laughs) He apparently summers in Santa Claus, Indiana. This was his base operation in, you know, the continental United States. The U.S. headquarters. (laughs) Yeah, this is his U.S. headquarters. So we would go strategically a couple of weeks before school started for us because Indiana started a school before Illinois did. Mm. So all of the like Indiana people weren't there anymore because right. their kids were at school. Perfect. Beat the crowd. So we would just run rampant. There was no lines. All the kids were in school. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was amazing. Like literally it started with just like our family and a family, like a, another family that would come with us. Mm-hmm. And then our mother being the mother that she did, I think towards the end of it, we had about like 30 families coming with us from oh, wow. our hometown. Then the line started lining it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're like, Cheech, what the hell? You ruined this yeah. for us. Now I'm waiting behind our neighbor for an yeah. hour. <laughs> Yeah, we went with best friend's mom and like one time we were going and the two of them are, you know, thickest thieves, always have great ideas. So they walk up and they notice that if they had to pay for all of us individually, it was going to cost more than if we were a family. Mm. So they look at each other. They grab hands and they walk up to the ticket booth and they go, hi, my wife and I would like to get a family ticket for all of us. So we got in cheaper, too, because they pretended that all seven of us together were a blended family. (laughs) We could get in for cheaper. So that's one of my, I think about that all the time. I'm just like, all right, ladies, good job. Way to save that money. I would totally do that. The littles joke about us. Like we'll take them places and we're yeah. both so close and like Vivi looks just like me. Yeah. And they'll be like, mommy, do you think that the camp counselor over there is going to think that you two are lesbian moms together? And we're like, uh, I don't know, but probably might be a little weird since we're siblings, yeah. but <laughs> does it get us a discount? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to remember that. Did you guys have pets growing up? Jordan? We, I'll take this. I was going to say. Okay, Alex, hit us with it. So they had like a couple dogs and then we were born and they stopped having dogs. I seem to find a dog here and take it home. And maybe I found another dog here and brought oh. it home. And I just kept finding all these dogs. Well, they would always end up ending ha- having homes. I don't know how they... I thought they were lost. They were just taking out people's backyards, but they always found their home. And uh, so then one time, I guess I was really sad about it. And my mom's like, Alex, we can go. If you want to go get a dog, we'll go get your dog. And we went all the way to go get a dog. And 
Zoe, who we just lost this past year. And that was like our first, I feel like inside family dog, like, but from then on, we always had dogs in the house because I would bring them home all the time. (laughs) It was like Pokemon for him. Like he had to get them all. (laughs) Yeah. And just to elaborate on this. So when Alex was in high school, I remember very specifically walking into the house alex is not there no one is there i open the door and there's just this stranger's dog yeah we'd never seen that dog before. <laughs> never seen that dog and i was just like uh, all right alex brought a dog home again checks out <laughs> he always would always say this dog was in a ditch or they were just gonna go get rid of this dog so i just had to take it and Aww. Turns out he was stealing them. <laughs> no, I wasn't stealing them. I found them. You're they were rescuing. like running across our busy road. Yeah. I would be driving and they'd run in front of me. He was collecting. Yeah. What did Chi Chi say about all this thievery? She just took a deep breath and said, um, She was very patient. Who's Maggie the Yorkie? Oh, no, Maggie. See, we put that out of our minds. Maggie, that's PTSD. Somebody wrote it down on the sibling questionnaire. I think I might have. <laughs> I might have, but that's funny. So we were talking about getting a dog and we're like, oh, my mom wants a small dog. She wanted to have a cute little dog. Well, she was talking to someone. They're like, oh, well, we're, we have to get rid of our dog. And which is like red flag. <laughs> yes, number one. Right. But we're just like, yeah, we're just like, oh, really? Yeah, we'll come over. So the dog was all right. Met the dog, took the dog home. The dog was a terror, the worst dog ever. We would leave her for like maybe an hour, an adult dog. We'd come back and there she would just have destroyed her kennel, gone to the bathroom in it, everything. Or when we tried not to put her in a kennel so she wouldn't do that, we'd come home and the trash would be everywhere. And she's just standing over the trash growling at us (laughs) like, don't come touch my food. Yeah, she was not a good one. So then when my mom was getting rid of a camper, selling a camper (laughs) to upgrade it because she got her campers upgraded, a nice woman came, saw the Yorkie and said, oh, I love Yorkies. I have one at home. I'm thinking about getting another. My mom goes, if you want the Yorkie, I'll give you the camper for this much. Left with the Gorky and the camper that day. That woman did. And she never called to complain about... My mom probably blocked her number. Oh, that is so (laughs) funny. I remember that dog one time. Our dad's mom lived up the street from us. Uh And we would have Christmas there, too, before going out to the farm. And we forgot some Christmas presents. And we went back. It was maybe five minutes. We came back to get the presents. And she had chewed them all up and ripped them up. (gasps) And that's when my mom's like, we're getting rid of that fucking dog. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, sometimes those little tinies are the worst. Yeah. Yeah, she was in terror. (laughs) My Lily, who Whitney and I love because we were the only ones that she liked. But I mean, she was evil. She would often pee on my husband's pillow when we were gone. And she actually (laughs) shit a full log on his cell phone once. He left his cell phone on the couch and we come in there and there's a turd on his cell phone. (laughs) That is some strategic shitting. Yeah. Yeah, That seems targeted. That's a very targeted attack. (laughs) It's like a hate crime. Yes. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, she was mean. I mean, she didn't like bite anybody, but she did not want to be bothered. Alex, who's her favorite? Oh, Jordan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hands down. Definitely not Kyle. 
No, not me. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> oh, gosh. Jordan, who makes her laugh the most? Sorry, Alex, but I would either say it's Kyle or I. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Kyle just likes to push her buttons mm-hmm. into, like, try and get a laugh out yeah. of her. I'm, I'm going to take this one. I think I actually okay. am the funniest one. Okay. Alex, what's one trait you get from Mama Chichi? Oh, we talk too much. <laughs> talk and talk and talk and talk. Whitney and I have that same affliction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is an affliction. Yeah. Kyle, what about you? Um, I think Kyle is the opposite of our mother through and through. You don't have one you trait that you share with your mom? Off the top of my head, no. <laughs> we are literally, I am like the total opposite. Like I'm like a wallflower. Like I can, I don't need to talk to anybody for days. It doesn't matter. I will survive. So what's your trait then, Jordan? I would say I'm a caring person as well. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm very empathetic. I like to make sure that people are seen, people are heard. Yeah. Whenever someone walks into the room, I always make sure that they're greeted. Yeah. And I think that's something that my mom would do. Oh, that's wonderful. She likes to make everyone feel welcome. Yeah. And so I've kind of like grown into that as well. It's a great trait to have. It really is. Jordan, what's one thing that you hope that Mama Cheech takes away from hearing y'all on this podcast today? Um, I think that she's really going to see like how much we truly appreciate her. The way we grew up was a little bit different than everyone else's and she really did mean a whole lot to us. And so I think that she'll see that like all these stories that we have to talk about her. Sometimes she's the the butt of the joke, Um, (laughs) but it's because we love her. And I think as we've gotten older, we've all like really realized like how much she means to us. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way you guys grew up is just extraordinary. Alex, do you have anything to add to that? I mean, it's so true. Like as we get older, you start to realize that no mom is perfect, of course, but those things that she like did that you didn't think were perfect, you realize, but that kind of molded you into who you are. Mm -hmm. And the three of us are doing pretty good, I like to say. So like, I just feel like my mom can just like look at all three of us and say like, she did her job. We're all efficient on our own and all that stuff. And so like last night, again, at the wedding, she was sitting with some girls. And every time I passed the table, I was like, mom, mom, and she goes, what? And I go, I love you. And I just kept walking, you know. So beautiful. Yeah. So sweet. Do you have anything nice to say, Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Not often. Kyle, what would you like your mama Chi-Chi to hear from you today? Um, I think it, she'll really like to see how like the positive impact like family had on our lives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because like every now and then, you know, family goes through rough patches. Like you might not agree with something or anything, but I think it's nice to kind of reflect on these moments. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. me personally, I like would say I'm can be like a very loyal person. And that actually kind of, is a trait I got from my mom. She's a very loyal person. Look at that. There you go. Um, I found it. You're so deep. Yeah. And it's just kind of one of those things, like I might not be getting along with this family member at this time, but if like they were like, I'm in this bind and like this person did this to me, I'm like, all right, we ride at dawn. Like I've got your back. Like what do do you need from me type of thing? So that's just definitely something I feel like she's really instilled mm. in all of us. Um, 
I love and that. it's kind of yeah nice to kind of sit here and be like oh like this is nice like there's some stories I didn't even think about and then we're sitting here talking about them and I'm like oh that was a great memory type thing I love you boys. I really do. You're fun. I know. Aren't they fun? And I want to know Mama Chichi because she sounds so cool. Oh, she would love that. We got to go to the farm. Can we go to the farm, guys? I want to go to the farm. Oh, you're invited. Come on up. I want to drink Zima's. Well, I, I don't want to drink Zima's. <laughs> well, now her go-to drink is margarita light ice. Thank you. That's yeah. I'm in. <laughs> we'll bring the dirty sis martinis and we'll just sounds really have fun. a blast. We'll stay in the pop-up camper. <laughs> I don't want to stay in a pop-up camper. There's no fucking way I'm staying in a pop-up camper. That is, I draw the line. It's more luxurious now. We can't thank you boys enough, you brothers. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You guys brought it. It was really fun. I love celebrating Mama Chi-Chi. And we can't wait to go make that taco soup. I was about to say, I think it's time to make some taco soup and peanut butter. Yes. Yeah, I was about to say, don't forget the peanut butter sandwich. We got to end this podcast immediately so we can go get to cocaine. Okay. Yeah, you guys are making me hungry. Guys, I love you so much. Whitney, I love you and I love your show. I love you. I love your show. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already and feel free to rate and review but only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com.